Welcome to another episode of Musmai. Today we will be discussing Damsel, an online hit and an LGBTQ content released on YouTube. Today we have the creator Luis and uh, one of the starring actresses, Mercedes. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi. 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 <laughs> and as always, I have my trusted <laughs> co-host, Arthur and Stafford. So how are you going? Like, how's it going for you guys? Um, it's Don't going well. Don't once. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, so I'm, I'm based in Stockholm, Sweden, and it's uh, almost 1.30 a.m., but it's, uh, <laughs> it's good. I got, I got some caffeine here, and uh, yeah, it's going well. Nice. <laughs> what about you, Mercedes? Oh, it's going pretty good. Um... Uh, but Canada, nothing much happening. So. Nice. Hashtag Canada nothing. Let's uh, make it trend. Um, so, let's talk about Damsel. So, Damsel is the first short film you made in BFS, right, Luis? Yes. So... I remember uh, for anybody that has gone through the program and like for people that are willing to go to the program or whatever, um, right now the structure at BFS um, is pretty much like in your first term during the program in film production, you help out the guys from Thermabob and later on the second term you do your own short film. Uh, you guys build your own set and then you have to do like a, a script, usually around five minutes or less, uh, yeah, to create your first short film or whatever, right? So, how was it for you, Ruiz, when you started like crafting the idea and creating uh, Damsel itself? Um, okay, so they gave us the instructions of like this is what you can do. So it was like okay, so it's one one setting, one one uh, one set, and then um, it needs to be around five pages, and it's only two people in it. Um, And then it had to have like a certain structure as well. And I was like, well, I want to do something gay. And so I wrote something gay. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to write something cute. And so I wrote something cute. Um, and that was basically my whole thing. And, uh, and then we had to request um, actors and and write these little character descriptions and i made sure to ha to write two girls like make sure that that i gendered them because i didn't want them to give me like a boy and a girl or like i either wanted two girls or two guys like it, it just yeah it would have it would have it wouldn't have been been uh, the same for me if it was a guy and a girl yeah because um, do you guys also have the thing where like we had this right on our when we did that which was once we were getting our actors i think it was jamie was the one that told us this is unless it's a hundred percent necessary to the story we can't guarantee you the genders mm -hmm. like yeah, that was yeah, like a exactly. rule we had yeah And I mean, like, I can't, I can't say like, oh, it's a hundred percent necessary that these two characters are like this, this gender. I couldn't say that. So I was just, I was just hoping and I was dreading it the day when we were going to fi find out like which actors we got. And then, then I got two girls and I was like, oh, yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and for example, ever since you started like 
trying to push for that because I remember that in Damsel the character one is named Spencer that it's a Mercedes right and then the other one is Robin so having like this mostly gender neutral somebody will argue that Spencer is more like a male oriented name like did you have like that in mind of like maybe I'll get this because of the name or something or that never crossed your mind um it's funny that you mentioned that actually because the thing about the names is that I like gender neutral names um and that's why I use them it's not about like thinking a like oh uh, anything about like what what genders to get like if i was to get two guys or or two girls like it wasn't i didn't think about that it was just that i like gender neutral names and i like uh robin and spencer and so that's why i named them that like but but like you said though if i had gotten two guys instead it would have totally worked like i wouldn't have to do anything um with the names so um but yeah Okay, and for example, for you, Merced, like, how was everything, like, right from the process of, like, the acting program, because I think none of us uh, have, like, that knowledge or that insight, so for you, how did the process work for when you guys arrived to these uh, shoots, and uh, what was it when you started, like, seeing the script of Damsel the first time around? Well, with me i don't know if anybody else in my class actually heard about like these studio shoots right away but i didn't um but like i remember when we got our schedule i was like oh we have to be here at this time i don't know what we're doing and then they explained what was happening like oh um and apparently like our camera teacher or like one of our acting teachers picks the roles for us um and uh i was just like i don't know i i just can't remember like how it happened but i remember like i was like whoa like we're actually gonna be doing work i'm so excited (laughs) like this is so fun um and then um i heard like oh uh for I, I can't remember how they said it, but it was like damsel, um, uh, Mercedes and Rebecca. Um, Mercedes will be playing Spencer. Rebecca will be playing, will be playing Robin. And uh, like me and Rebecca, we didn't really know each other very much. Well, like I, we did, but like we didn't talk a lot. Were you in the same class or? We were, but like different groups. So like. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the film production does it, but um, for the if there's a certain amount of people in the acting class, they split us up into two groups, uh, and I was in one group, she was in the other, and so we didn't really like hang out a lot, I guess. But um, uh, when like I got the script, signed everything, whatever, and then like I, I immediately started reading it, and I was like this is cute like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) um it was just like a great experience like and then i was actually really sad to know that we could only do it for like two terms because i wanted to keep doing it and doing it and doing it um but like i think for me damsel like actually kind of stood out the most out of like all the like studio shoots i've done i think it's because like that's when i like really like, that was my first project and i was like wow like 
this is so fun. I love it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I love how uh, how she she points it out. You know, like that they like if you see it in rep in retrospective. Like they make the acting students sign something like you're going to appear in this without ever showing them the script, you know. So pretty yeah. much it's like, oh yeah, they're under so, mercy, you know. Quick, quick, like unrelated question. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, was it the same as it was for us, where like they put you guys in a room and it's like it's like Studio Three or something, Studio Seven or something, and it's a crowded room where there's both the production people and the acting people. No one knows each other. There's not yeah. enough seats for everyone. Like half the people in the room are standing up on a corner, and then <laughs> an instructor comes on and just starts saying names like it's the Hunger Games, and oh, it goes yeah. all right, all right, uh, all right, Kent, uh, you'll go with. <laughs> Alan and Max, and then they just go to a different room where no one knows what happens. And then they come back and they call three different people, and that's the process. It's like, and then it's your time around, and, and you're standing up. They give you this piece of paper, and it's like, yeah, make them sign it. And it's like, uh, okay, like, okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and the funny thing too is that wait, yeah. So we we only we produce another director's. Uh, film and that's the one that those are the actors we meet. So yes, I, as a director, yes. I don't meet my own actors. I meet someone else's actors. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you have to do the thing where, like, uh, uh, what I did was my producer. She went with my actors, and like as she went in, I was leaving with her actors. So I just stood by the door <laughs> waiting for her to sign the paper. Like, hey, so yeah, so I'm Arthur, I'm the director. Yeah, so what's your numbers? We can talk about this. Because <laughs> like it's such a confusing process. It's just it was yeah, it was so weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually I think I got confused. I was like, I was like, wait, are you the director? And then I remember like while I was reading it, like um, uh, you and uh, Jack, you guys were like, like just like kind of sitting there like just kind of like watching like me read and then I was just like good job That's <laughs> yeah I was I mean you know like a part of me when I when I write something like this and most of my projects that I've ever done have been queer and when I write something about that like I'm always a little worried that whoever I get like whoever the actor is whoever reads it is gonna be like Hmm, I don't think I want to play this, you know? So I was kind of just gauging your reaction and, and, and looking at you, looking at Rebecca to just kind of see, like, are you down? Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I think for us, like, like in, like, when we were doing the program, I feel like we all kind of learned that what you get is what you get. Like, it doesn't matter <laughs> if you hate it or love it. Like, you gotta do what you gotta do. It's a job, you know? Um, but, like, I know that, like, Rebecca and I, we, like, we are very, like, similar people to the, like, we're down to do whatever. It's just, like, okay, you, you want me to, I don't know, skip five million ropes, I'll do it. <laughs> so. Oh, God. Nice. Yeah. Uh, And, and yeah, as we described it, it was like a really messy, well, it, it's still a messy process, all of this, the studio shoots and whatever, right? So, Good VFS, uh, did you guys, like, had any rehearsals beforehand? Like, uh, how, how was, like, your relationship between, for example, uh, you, Luis, with Mercedes, or Mercedes with Luis, you know? Like, do you have, like, any specific questions? Um, yeah, how was the relationship, like, anyways? Um, 
so mine my shoe was kind of special because all of my shots were handheld and um they were very long and there was a lot of choreography um there was a lot of like okay you gotta walk over here now you gotta sit down there now and you're gonna have to so there was a lot of like we had to rehearse because we had to nail that before the day because um, yeah. otherwise because we only had six hours to to set everything up shoot it and take everything down and so so that was like the main thing that I that I needed to rehearse with them and so we did I think we met twice if I remember correctly but I'm not sure um, and yeah so so that was basically it and also just kind of to see their take on the material because funny thing when I found out that Mercedes were going to be Spencer and Rebecca was going to be Robin I was like this is the opposite of what I had in mind like I was seeing like I thought Rebecca would be a great Spencer and I thought Mercedes would be a great Robin but then I don't know like I was so wrong because what they did was awesome so I was very happy it turned out the way it did but um, but but that's like before the rehearsal I was kind of worried about that um, but then I was like okay this is great you know what like it's yeah so props to your camera team by the way because they did not notice it was all handheld I'm scrubbing through right now and I had not mm -hmm. noticed it was all handheld well, yeah, like you can you can see it like from some like wider angle angles. Like I see, th I probably think in the master, like you can see a lot of, of the shakiness, but it's like good shakiness, you know. It's but not yeah, like, it's, it's not like it, student it, film, like oh yeah, like oh, yeah. shaking the camera. It, like, it, uh, it, it, it's like, like again, it's like when we were talking about the boys, right? Like the whole show is handheld, but you barely notice yeah. because it's good shakiness. It's not exaggerated. It gives motion. Yeah, uh, it, but, exactly. Mm. Like really uh, good. I, I just love handheld and and I felt like it's a six hour thing like we can do it like it's fine and and the guy um, Jay who um, was the camera the cam op he his shoulder hurt a lot but he was such a trooper and he like like I mean like you said like he did such a good job with it and uh, focus puller as well and yeah so it was it just worked out really nicely I'm very happy with with uh, with what they did sure uh, and for example for you Mercedes like it, it, you mentioned it was your first project right so like how was it uh, being in that kind of like constraint of time of like we need to do this in like six hours or so and how was having like Louise as your first director um, it was it was great working with Louise like I um, like I remember like our first rehearsal and then like we were like going through it and just like like she's she means business so i'm like, i i really respect people who like really are like nitpicky or like or like are like just want i don't know like they want perfection for their like project and and like i'm not saying anything bad but it was just like it was great because like she's just calling like, you a nitpicky could... perfectionist that's it <laughs> no, but I, I mean, it's true, though. It's true, though. I, I am a little bit of a perfe perfectionist, so it's, you know. It's and there's not nothing wrong with that. Wrong. No. No, but like, everybody's like, like that with their craft, you know? It's just like, I want to get everything done, like, for Louise. Like, because, like, I remember I rehearsed this scene so many times, 
and I was like, I, I want to get this perfect for Louise because, like, I know that she wants... I, I could see her vision and I remember like feeling bad for Jay like the camera guy because I remember him sitting down so many times um and I remember I it was like oh six hours that's a lot of time that was no time at all like because I wanted to keep going I was like oh like, I wanted to just make this like five page script into like ten like it was just so much fun yeah and then yeah. um I just loved working with uh, like Rebecca and Louise. And, and for example, for you, Louise, like after Damsel was gone, well, well, not gone, it was done. Um, and you started editing uh, alongside your producer because usually what happens is like the, the producer turns out to be the editor as well. Uh, I think it's a great exercise, I might say. Uh, even though you're not a great editor, if you've been the producer or something, it gives you like that responsibility of. I have to make this good and I have to have everything in place in order for me to move this project around or just have like the responsibility of having everything right so at least I see it that way but how was it for you as a director like seeing Damsel coming along you know in the editing suite because like of course like I, I don't want to say like anything wrong or bad but at the end of the day it's a student film right so what was the thing that you will like to improve or that you saw that you, you were like Oh, I, I need to see this or you were impressed that something went so good this kind of stuff you know uh, oh god so the damsel as it turned out is only about three minutes and yep. there's like a minute and a half missing and we cut that or my producer cut that uh, which was a really really good choice because it was a bit slow in the beginning and we both noticed that when we were editing but I didn't really know what to do with it, and then I can't. I can't remember which um, editing teacher it was, but someone gave the suggestion to like cut this part out and just keep the phone call when um, Spencer is talking to her dad. Like it was a whole thing where where she came in and she was talking to her dad, and then she went to the bathroom, and then and then Robin comes in, and like that that whole thing was shot um but it was just too slow um so that was that was the thing that worried me a bit like in editing um and there was also like i was so like i thought i was so like nitpicky like I, when i was uh, creating my shot list and i felt like i had everything covered but there was like a few things that I felt in editing that I was missing, like I would have liked to do that or, you know, but, um, but other than that, it's like, I'm, I'm happy with the way it turned out for sure. And like I said, I think, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, I think it's much better now than what it was as a whole with the, uh, the beginning as well, for sure. <laughs> Nice. And, and for you, Mercedes, like, I, I know you guys later down the term or a term later or something, like, you get to see those studio shoots. So what was it for you to see Damsel for the first time? Um, I actually, I don't think I was able to see it right away because... <laughs> I haven't seen Damsel. I, like, I... I <laughs> um, no, I remember, like, uh, I think I had, like, a project to do or something, like... I'm pretty sure it might have been like a sitcom shoot we had us film and I wasn't able to make it or something. But um, I remember we had a private screening and I watched it and I was like, 
Um, I remember I was like shocked, not shocked, but I was like, oh, like they cut the beginning part. But then I thought about it. I was like, you know what? Like, I totally get it because like with the phone call, I don't know. It just seemed very like in and out kind of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, but then I was just like, I was like really into it. I was like, yeah, that works. I like it. And then, um, then, like, uh, nearing the ending, I was like, this is... uh, Because I guess when I was doing, like, the thing, I was like, sometimes I just don't feel, like, the spark or the energy right in the moment. But then, like, watching it back, I was like, oh, wow, it was there. Like, it was great. And, like, I don't know. I, I just... It was, ah, it was just a really cool, like, video watching it. And then, like, I remember watching it again, like, probably, like, I don't know, a few months later. And I was like, yeah. Like, I started getting yeah. more and more into it. I yeah. Like a- <laughs> I guess this worked out, yeah. I, 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 I. <laughs> It's 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 the very interesting thing that I think about film that like a lot of people struggle to doing that when they begin because normally they start probably reading books when they're younger or like more longer format content but it's very interesting how on film having less always ends up being more like always ends up being better like you think you need like a lot I feel like a lot of like starting filmmakers underestimate their audience and how much they'll get and like they just do exposition dumps right in the beginning or have like long minutes to set the stage when you don't really need that mm. and when you cut yeah. that it just like it just flows so much better that's like one totally. of the most interesting things to film about me for me sorry uh, I have a question for you guys uh, what, what's guy? F- no no for, for the two of them uh, <laughs> what sorry I'm not from here I'm foreign English is not my first language uh, uh what what's the feeling? <laughs> what's the feeling of having your movie have ninety one thousand views on YouTube as of now? Because that's pretty huge. Yeah, that, that is pretty huge. It and for so, yeah. No, sorry. No, 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 no. I was just going to add up like, uh, especially for a project that usually when you're in BFS they tell you like, or anywhere, ne- yeah. never never show your your stu- like your studio shoot or. Be embarrassed of your studio shoot or Most whatever. these projects, so, yeah, don't, don't yeah, see the light of day. Don't add it to, the, to your reel or something like that. So for <laughs> a, a studio shoot that I, I, I want to say, like, ever, ever since like you show it to me, I was like, man, like, this is one of the best studio shoots that I have seen. And it's not because I have you here, you know, but I, I always seen it. And, and I was like, this is one of, like, the most well done in the sense of, like, you, you knew how your crew worked. You knew, like, the, the, the cast that you had. And the story that you wanted to deliver in those moments fit with all the parameters, you know? So pretty much, like, you made, like, everything super decent and super good that it's a good short film overall, you know? So, I, 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 yeah, go ahead. Like, I just went into my rant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so nice of you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so that is so crazy. So I... I recently, just a couple of months ago, I think, I can't remember when it was now, but I I recently just felt like, you know what, I'm just going to upload pretty much everything I've ever done onto YouTube and see what happens. And 
Damsel was the first one that really took off. Like, it started off, like, just immediately, like, it got to 10,000 views, like, really fast. And I was just like, what is happening? Um, and, and now it's over 90,000. Like, I don't know. It's crazy. It's really crazy. But it's it's so... And, and, and the, the thing is, too, that... Um, Damsel 2, the reason, like, a big reason for why I'm making it is because people were requesting it in the comments. Like, they were, is there going to be a sequel? Like, I'm, I'm like, what? You guys want a sequel? Seriously? <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> you know what? I'll make one. I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll check with the actors, you know? So... <clears throat> Um, so yeah, it was just, it, it's just crazy. Like, I'm, I don't know. It's weird. And, and how was it for you, Mercedes? Like, to, to first see, like, oh, out of nowhere, my first project has, like, 90,000 views or something. And then, like, I don't know, we're receiving a text or a call from Luis saying, like, hey, let's make, let's make part two, you know? Uh, um... 90,000, that's crazy. Sorry, I have to react to that. <laughs> wow. Um, what? It's on YouTube? It's on YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, wow. I, that's crazy. Like, I knew it was on YouTube because I remember, uh, like, because um, I follow Louise's, like, in, like, Instagram and, like, like also like we are friends on facebook and stuff and like i knew she like posted it on like youtube and like i was just like ooh, ooh, like let me watch it and um but um i i guess i also i wasn't expecting it to like pop off so fast um but then like when she texted me saying hey um so i posted it on youtube a while back and people want a part two um i was like wow yes like i'm i'm so down because it, it was it was just a fun project and honestly like with like being graduated and with quarantine happening it made me like want to work so bad so it was like like I don't know it was just like when she texted me like oh do you want to do it I'm like oh, are you serious yes I do I do I do I do um and yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's a really cool experience yeah mm -hmm. yeah absolutely no and I think it's just like a record straight you know like um I I always have talked with um with people in BFS, like even like people that were below us or above us, and I was always in that same vein that Luis is mentioning. You know, like you should put everything out there because people try to say like, and and I know why. Like, of course, you want to show your best always, but I think there's a credit to showing an evolution of the work. You know, if you showcase kind of like, okay, these are my first steps, and then like this how I came to be like one year later. Like you can actually see the progress. You know. Uh, and, and for me, at least, that's kind of like compelling. If you if you dive in into the story of these filmmakers or whatever, I think it's compelling in the sense of like the underdog story. You know, if you see like the first piece and it's not that good, or if you see it and it's good, and then like later you see like oh he got even better, like then you kind of like root for them, right? Because it's just showcasing that they have learned and they have grown. You know, and, and I think that's that's something that I really admire from you, Luis. Like because I I have gone through the whole 
Elkia, uh, how do you say it? L LKS films? Yeah? Mm -hmm. Did I say mm -hmm. Because sometimes, like, yeah. I think the, fir the first time I saw it and I was like, oh, leaks film. And I was like, okay, that's... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, okay, It's actually cool. LKS, they're my initials, so that's that's why. Oh, <laughs> damn. I haven't noticed until now. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, but first time around I saw it and it was like, oh, leaks, nice. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so so pretty much like Damsel, uh, Blatant Rock. I I haven't been able to watch um, Monster because I know you haven't posted, and I think there's mm. like a, a distribution still pending on that. But uh, but yeah, like every time I see that you keep like pushing the boundaries, you know, and it's not just with the topic of queerness or whatever. It's it's also with uh, just itself. Every time I see that you have learned and you have developed, you know, because if you see like your YouTube channel. From the my period short film to blatant rock, you can see like a whole different like <laughs> filmmaker behind it, like for real. So. Oh no! I, uh, <laughs> oh my period! Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm so. You, yeah. You want to talk just, about it? <laughs> no. I'm I mean, no. sure. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that also noted, Louise, is you also directed Have You Seen Her, right? Mm-hmm. That's another video on your channel that has an insane amount of views. And total and total entropy as yes. well. Yes. Uh, like, I, was, I have to say, like, your track record on YouTube is pretty great. Like, you, yeah, you have I some... some... Like have I You said, Seen Her like, is... It's been... Sorry, go ahead. No, no. Just, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, all I was going to say is that have you, have you Seen Her is, like... A few thousand views away from reaching a half a million view count, so that that's pretty great, honestly. Mm -hmm. That's pretty huge. Yeah, it's uh, it's been crazy. Like those, those have been up for a while, but they've been private um, because I've I've uh, like have you seen her? Especially has been going to festivals and stuff, and mm -hmm. and he was uh, on a streaming service for a bit and. And so that was also like they were made public uh, also just a couple of months ago. So they also just went off completely. Uh, Total Entropy and Have You Seen Her? Um, and yeah, I don't know. Like it's uh, it's been insane, really. Uh, but it, it also just seeing that just uh, motivates me so much to create more. Like it's. It's uh, it's the best motiv motivator for sure. And so, for yeah. example, I, I noticed that in the three of them that we're discussing, damsel, have you seen her, and total entropy, like the three of them are, are listed in YouTube as LGBTQ films. So mm -hmm. was that a strategy that you had in mind, or was it something that you said like, oh, okay, I just wanna like give the description to people who, for them to know what they're getting into, and then like out of nowhere they're starting to blow up just because of the the usage, the usage of like LGBTQ film. Well, <clears throat> for me, like when I when I was younger uh, and I wanted to watch queer content, I searched on YouTube for like LGBT, lesbian, blah blah blah, to find the the content that I wanted to watch, and so to make it easier for people to find that that they also want to watch that content to make it easier for them. 
I name it that way and then put in the description like this is a lesbian like bisexual like you know um so so that it is easier for them to find it so they don't have to to uh search yeah Yeah. so it's basically i mean sure it is also like a strategy in a way because because i know there's a lot of people out there that want to watch this kind of content but at the same time it's mostly just like i want i want to reach people i want people to to i don't know i want i want to um create good representation for the queer community and and i also want them then when i make something to watch it um yeah and just feel good i don't know well maybe not good because pretty much everything is depressing that i have made but it's you know except for damsel but total entropy and and have you seen her are both pretty like sad um yeah yeah pretty heavy um but still it's uh it's not the uh i think the queer representation that is the sad part it's other things in the characters lives you know yeah, and and for example, this is a question for for Mercedes. Like uh, Luis was mentioning about like representation in the LGBTQ community. Uh, so I- I'm from a country that usually when they play these characters, they over exaggerate them and like make uh, a mockery out of them. And sometimes they use it as mostly as a comedy or as a prop uh, kind of thing, the sexuality within them. So for you, Mercedes, like how? How have you seen, like, as an actress, like, these roles being approached, or how do you uh, try to make the best out of it? So, for example, a character such as Spencer doesn't fall into these, like, stereotypes that may give not the best representation out of, like, the community. Just to give you an example, in Mexico, whenever, like, there's a character uh, that is queer or gay or, or anybody within the community, it falls into, for example, in if it's a male gay character is super flamboyant and like people make a mockery out of them and or, or if it's a lesbian for example they put it into pretty much like the this trucker kind of like a stereotype or whatever so uh in order for for you as a part of a, a film that dwells with a character such as this like how do you approach it in order for not to fall into those stereotypes and make like a compelling different character like expenser well, the thing is, um, I think it's just because, like, I I grew up in, like, a very, like, I don't know, like, because I, it sounds weird, but, like, I, literally most of my friend group are a part of the LGBT community, and I just, I, I think it's just, I, w- I wouldn't want to make a stereotype out of it, you know? I... I'm having troubles figuring out an answer for this one. Um, I think it's just, man, I don't know. I don't know how to answer this right now. <laughs> maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe, um, I, I just, just the thought. Maybe it's yeah, you approach it like any, like any other character. That's that's kind of how I like the feeling I've had from both you and Rebecca like you you guys approach Spencer and Robin like like any character yeah I don't know yeah that's very true because like I mean like every character I play um 
I just kind of I, I don't want to exaggerate anything, make anything dramatic, or like um, put a stereotype on it because, like, I mean, like I I've played psychopaths, I played um, even like I I've played a person with Down syndrome. Like I I'm not I just don't want to put a stereotype on like anything, and I. I guess I kind of put myself in that person's shoes. It's like, what would Spencer do? You know, like I, what would the real life Spencer do? I wouldn't be like, oh, what would my character Spencer do in this situation? I don't know. Maybe do this, but like, no, I wouldn't do that. I would just basically put myself in it. You know. Nice. It's refreshing to hear that, and especially uh, tying up with the, the thought that you said, Luis, just like approaching every character as if it was just like another character, you know? Um, I want to see like your, or, or I want to hear uh, what is your thoughts about how the media across the years have portrayed the LGBT community and how, for example, nowadays we have maybe a better representation or better content uh, with these characters and these stories being told. Well, I mean, it's and like queer characters have been in movies since movies like started since the beginning of film. Um, But they've been treated very poorly for a very long time with a few, few, very few exceptions. Um, And I think for for me, it isn't until maybe like 10 years ago that I felt like, wow, it's really starting to, to, to like get so much better. It was still not great, but it was like, there were things like I, I searched, like I I could find quite a lot of movies that I had, hadn't seen with queer content that I could watch. And so... It, it just felt like then that it was starting to get better, but at the same time, there were still so many tropes going on. Um, but I feel like now, in the last maybe two, three, four years, um, creators have gotten so much more aware of um, like these tropes, for example, and stereotypes and, and all that, um, that they're actually making great representation. And it's still not like at the level where I think a lot of queer people want it to be. There's, there's still, especially when it comes to movies, uh, I think TV, especially streaming services are doing a much better job than what, um, like Hollywood is doing with their movies. Um, but it's, it's definitely like, like four years ago, there was this TV event that traumatized so many queer people and since like i think that was the turning point then that event created lgbt fans deserves better and created like creators were signing the things saying we're not gonna like do bury your gays anymore like kill gay characters and like it was like that was such a turning point and for me like seeing that and what has come after it it's it's definitely like I said, gotten better, but it still has a lot of ways to go, for sure. 
And, and if you don't mind me asking, like, what what are some of those ways or some of the stuff missing in order for, for example, if somebody is listening to this and they want to make better content uh, in, with these characters or these stories, like, what do you think is missing in order for this to be achieved, you know? Um, I think just uh, having having more diverse queer characters i think i think diversity in general uh is lacking but having more diverse queer characters there's a lot of white queer characters uh there's a lot of gay men um more so than any other type of queer character um so i think just like diversify that i think for example trans characters there's there's definitely very few of those and uh Also, maybe I would like to see more coming out stories that aren't traumatic. Like, sure, the the bad experience, the bad coming out stories, like they exist, like where where the family rejects whoever it is that's coming that's coming out. They totally exist in real life, but there's so many of them in media. So I feel like just showing acceptance, showing people loving their their kids or whoever it is um, and and just like I, I just want to see more happy queer stories because I don't know we need it for sure nice. agreed nice uh, 100% uh, I, I know personally I lean uh, towards like possibly not the right word to choose but, but normalizing it Um, mm -hmm. making it not like it's it's great to see representation but as Rodrigo's pointed out making it into a stereotyped hyperbolic representation is in a lot of ways mm -hmm. it's better than trying to pretend that those people don't exist but it's not necessarily it's not it's not really representation um, mm -hmm. so if you can just like if, if, if it's not necessary to a story for a, you know a character to be gay straight otherwise then it doesn't need to be a big deal if they're a gay character then then it doesn't, you know, it shouldn't change their personality. It shouldn't, suddenly yeah. in your writing, you shouldn't identify it as, that's the gay character. No, it's still, you know, Steve, the accountant or whatever, and everything else about their life is the same. Um, they just are a are a gay man, or or, um, or maybe it's Lisa from, um, you know, from the <laughs> lab or whatever. I don't know. Again, if, if you Lisa from the lab, all the other things about your character and just decide, you know, okay, this is, this is going to be something that uh, adds to their character as opposed to a central core piece of their character. That that has value to me. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I love how I we're brainstorming a, a new short film or a new future film. Lisa, Lisa the lab, you know? Lisa, Lisa from, from the lab. Lisa. <laughs> Steve and Lisa. Amazing. Um, yeah, but yeah, so one example from this year that is that was so amazing to watch was uh this show on netflix called dead dead to me i think um and it's the second season and one of so there's oh, two one, two yeah. women in the main the main characters and one of them um she just started dating a woman and it was like oh like it was never a mention of oh are you like what's your sexuality it was more like oh you guys are so cute together like you're so into her you know like it was it was nothing about wait so are you bisexual because you were dating men before it was no mention of that at all and it was so so great to see like i don't know i feel like that's the way more people should handle queer stories. 
And for example, like, what was your opinion, or what's what's both of your uh, opinion uh, towards? Because I've seen a lot of people that are like really hesitant towards changes or diversity itself. Like they like they see diversity and they see it as a, a bad connotation word. Let's say you know. Uh, For example, just a recent example, and I think it ties together with the LGBTQ community, you know, like what happened for, um, what's his name, Onwards, uh, the Pixar movie with the brothers and all that kind of stuff. And one of the police officers, I think it was trans, uh, and out of nowhere, like, internet imploded and started saying like, oh, why is this in like yeah. a kid's movie or whatever? And like, why are they making, uh, for example, such a big deal out of a side character and all this kind of stuff, you know? Uh, what is kind of like your take from that? Just like being apart from the community and also an, ap an active uh, filmmaker uh, trying to bring these stories and seeing those backlashes from stupid people on the internet. Uh, that every time that happens, it's just because it's it's not the first time that happens. Like any time yeah. they're making some animated uh, character uh, queer, uh, people are like this is a kids show whatever you know and i'm like why and, and and like you said like they're saying that shouldn't matter like the sexuality shouldn't matter to the character like what 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 is the point you know and i'm like yeah but what is the point if the character is straight like what is the yeah. point like what you know like just Just I, I don't understand those people. It just frust frustrates me so much because they're basically um, I don't know. They're they're uh, man. Go for it. Go for it. Go for, you can swear. Yeah, it's a failed argument. It's just a failed argument. It's just a really weak argument because they're kind of like saying, like, they're talking against themselves as well because they're also saying, like, what's the point if, like, the character is straight or, yeah. or cis or whatever. So I, I don't understand that at all. And also the thing about, like, oh, it's a kid show. Well, kids are actually so much more... Um, Like they're they're so much more open to everything than what adults are. So it's it's the the adults that are you know whatever traumatized by Being by this queer yeah. character, and the kids are just like, oh, I love that character. That's it's such a cool character, and they don't give a crap about the sexuality or the gender of that character. Yeah, but unless they're queer themselves. And they will be like, oh my god, there's a character like me. That's that's so awesome, you know? So it's for me, it's only it's only a positive thing to have queer characters in kids' shows and kids' movies. But so yeah. these these people just frustrate me so much. No, and, and I can agree. Like, for example, I, I grew up like so out of nowhere in Mexico, like they started like playing on the TV like a bunch of freaking animals, you know? Uh, and out of nowhere, like, they're starting playing, like, Sailor Moon, uh, Ranma, and all this kind of stuff. So I grew up watching that. And, and for me, like, it, it was never weird, you know? Like, people, like, for example, in Ranma, like, changing uh, genders with, like, this uh, magic uh, pond uh, plot twist or whatever. And then, like, the gay characters in these shows or whatever. So that's why I think, like, I, I see it as normal. But I, I can see a lot of people being, like as Stafford mentioned, like hiding their homophobia uh, through saying, oh, it's a kid show or whatever, or it's, it's this and that because they're 
they're afraid for them kids to turn into part of the community when in fact it shouldn't be that way and it's it's not something that ties together with that I, I, or at least I don't think so um, but but yeah I, I can see your frustration and, and it's uh, really sometimes it's even worse than that yeah sometimes it's even worse than that uh like sometimes people are just gonna go oh this is not the right type of show for this this is not the right type of story for this uh i don't know if again i've, I've just watched all 14 seasons of uh, always sunny in philadelphia in the past month it's a comedy sitcom with a lot of like edgy topics here and there but also it's incredibly progressive when it comes to lgbtq plus agendas and topics because the creator of the show, Rob McElhaney, he, he grew up with two moms. And he's a, he's a creator, he's a writer, he's also one of the main characters of the show. And his character specifically has a, pretty, a very beautiful arc because he is a closeted gay man that lived his whole life as a, a deeply religious person that couldn't accept himself because of it, right? And he had a cousin that was like, openly gay that he get inspired by and was trying to be more like and there's one episode one of the last few seasons of the show which is for me the most beautiful show episode of the season which is called uh, Mac finds his pride and the whole episode is not about him coming out but him accepting himself and it's very beautiful because he does it his own way it's not tragic because it's him coming out to his dad and his dad, it goes the regular way of like, oh, that doesn't accept him. But that doesn't actually hurt him because he accepted himself. And it's just like a beautiful episode of this character finding himself. And it just, there's a character change after that. He becomes much more happier. He's not like hiding himself anymore. And it's honestly a beautiful episode. And I went to the internet to see what people thought about that episode because I loved it. It's my favorite episode of Always Sunny. And the comments were just... This is not the type of story for this. This is a comedy show. They shouldn't be doing this on this show. It's not always sunny. And I, I, again, it's what Stafford's saying. that They don't really care that it's not always sunny. They don't really care that it's not the type of show. They just wouldn't accept it if it was the type of show. Because there's no such thing, this is not the type of show for this type of story. Any story can fit anywhere if done right. And that those kind of arguments are just weak. <laughs> They're just like, like they're not even arguments. They're people trying to hide behind some sort of uh, some sort of oh, I'm I'm not homophobic. I just don't think this is a, the right place to talk about it. You know, like mm. what do you mean? And, and they also, I see a lot of like, oh my god, they're being so PC. You know, just because they're adding a queer character or they're adding um, characters that aren't white or you know, like whatever. And it's like. What? No, it's not. It's it's just portraying the world as it is. Like we're seeing, it's just it's just adding characters that exists in the world. So it's I don't know. It's just yeah. weird. And and I think like also. Oh, sorry, Severed. That's all right. Um, I was just gonna say the number of times that I've had the discussion with people about like, or or heard of people talking about discussions they've had with, you know, older relatives especially saying you know oh. What, what is it with all these, you know, new kids or whatever? Suddenly, there's so many more gay people in the world. What's going on? Because my immediate first response is to say, you understand the Spartans spent like the 300 Spartans, yeah. the manly man, like big deal guys that we like to talk about, spent their last night before dying, oiled up and having orgies, right? Like that, like that historically has been proven. It's not suddenly that there's a bunch of new you know, queer mm. folks out there of all kinds. It's just that 
your generation and generations prior have made a point of culturally regressing to forget about those people, and now we're not letting you get away with it anymore. They've existed, mm. they'll continue to exist, we're here. Stuff it up. Exactly, yeah. And, for example, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, like, I think um, there's, there's a lot of people saying, like, oh, yeah, this is too PC, and, like, this... Uh, this and that, like, just giving some uh, really bad connotations to having, like, a diverse yeah, cast or... Oh, Mercedes is back. Nice. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> and, and I think it's true what you're saying. It's just, like, showcasing, like, the world that we have right now. But but obviously there's some people in Hollywood or, like, in these mainstream shows that are trying to just fit a quota in order for them to move their project. That, that I'm not saying itself is bad. I just think it's bad when they're just trying to do it for appeal a demographic and then, then they don't do a proper representation of those communities, you know? When it's just like, mm. for example, oh, like, as me and Arthur, we have mentioned in other episodes, it's like, oh, we're going to make a Latino character. What is he going to be doing? The garden and, like, the trash and all this kind of stuff, you know? Or if they're trying to it. do, like, uh, uh, for example, a queer character, as you mentioned, uh, and it's like a man... Uh, a gay man that is like a fashionista or the fashion designer and it's just like this and that. Like I just think if, if you're trying to make a diverse show, you go for it. But don't, don't just don't go like trying to put just the surface or the stereotype that have been reinforced for so many freaking years, you know. Try to make something mm. better. Try to investigate. Try like, I, And I think Stafford, you mentioned in one of the episodes, it's like all of these communities, like there's at least one person that is willing to talk to you and educate yourself uh, in order for to for in order for, for us to get those representations that we are seeking for. So, yeah, it, it's all it's all fucked up. But like, we we hope it gets better and hopefully uh, your work, Luis, will get to that uh, state. You know. Uh, so for that matter, I want to also discuss uh, Damsel too. So mm -hmm. how 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 was it? Uh, so you you mentioned already. Uh, you got like this super sick response from the community uh, in YouTube saying like hey, we want a part two. Uh, so I don't know, like I, I know it caught you out of surprise. So for you, did you ever had like oh if this gets big or if I want to make a bigger project out of it while you were in BFS, this will be like damsel a future film or damsel two or something or it was like oh damn now I have to write damsel two. It was like the second. It was like, oh damn! <laughs> uh, I had no, there were no no plans on making a sequel at all during VFS or after. Um, so so that was like, that was a kind of a. I mean, it was a great surprise for me that they that people were commenting and asking for it, because because I I mean I was like you guys really want this that's amazing i'm gonna do it i'm gonna give it to you <laughs> and uh but obviously i had to get some people on board like mercedes and rebecca for example um but uh but i felt like they're probably gonna be down to do it um and they were so that was awesome but yeah it was definitely very unplanned like yeah and and as soon as Rebecca and Mercedes were on board, I just started writing and uh, developing Damsel 2. And uh, right now we're actually thinking, we've, we've talked about it, but right now we're thinking if if 
Damsel 2 is received well, then we're just gonna make it into like a series. We're gonna do like three, four, and and so on. Uh, I have ideas for for more uh, episodes or whatever you want to call them. So yeah, nice. Uh, and, and I think like it's important because like the five of us we have seen Damsel, and mm-hmm. we we will see Damsel too. Uh, I'm for sure, but. Uh, for the wider audience, like, how would you describe this damsel? Like, what is the story in damsel, you know? Because I think we have given no context of what what's a damsel, you know? <laughs> yeah, okay, so damsel yeah. is basically... Um, I describe it... I think I think my, my description uh, for the video on YouTube probably it nails it. Um, I can't remember it right now but i can um, bring i can bring uh, it I, I have it over here if you want I, I have it over here if you want oh yeah please just tell me just just read it out <laughs> uh, damso is a lgbtq lesbian bisexual short film about how ex- excessive flirting easily can be used against you kind of honestly it's just about two girls being gay for each other in a trashy bus station because why not <laughs> Exactly. Hey, I, I, I love it. I, I love the description. <laughs> I actually love that. <laughs> I mean, like that's that's yeah. Because why not? That's that's that was kind of my my thing when I when I wrote it. Like I was like there because because I knew it was going to be a bus stop. I think I had that from the beginning as I was writing it. So I was like, why not two girls being gay for each other at a at a tragic bus stop you know like mm-hmm. that that was the whole um the whole premise from the beginning so so yeah i mean and it's it's yeah oh no go for it go for it no i was just gonna say it's basically two girls that don't know each other that kind of happen upon each other in this uh bus stop uh when it's raining and storming outside and and then flirting ensues that's kind of it and for example for you like i know like we kind of like discussed it a little bit before but like how was it for you that out of nowhere like louis told you oh we're going to make a part two knowing that one we're in a global pandemic and two that louis is like miles away in sweden like how how, like did, did like questions pop into your head like how is this going to work or um, well, um, when I received the text, I'm pretty sure I didn't even, like, read all the way through, and I was just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a, I, I think that happened, but, um, yeah, I, I did have my questions, I was like, oh, wait, like, is Louise, like, she's not in Vancouver, is she? I don't, I don't think so. And then, um, also, I was like, oh, like, how's this gonna work, like, because, um, <sighs> I don't know what I feel like you contacted us like probably at the beginning of this whole quarantine thing or like maybe in the middle of it and I was just like well, mm-hmm. how's this gonna work <laughs> but um <laughs> but, I was, but then you said um like oh like you were planning it out basically and I was like okay now I get it <laughs> yeah and and would you mind Luis telling us how damsel do work it out yeah uh so it's basically it's a zoom chat between uh it's a zoom call uh between uh spencer and robin and it takes place a few weeks after uh damsel so so yeah that's okay. that's all i want to say <laughs> uh, 
Okay. You're gonna have to tune in. All right. For sure. I I will say I will say it's very cute. We're on the uh, the editor's cut right now, and uh, whenever like. Whenever I see it, I just smile from ear to ear. Like it's it's it, <laughs> I, I'm I'm still you know I'm going for the gay and cute vibe again. Uh, so yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to go into the description <laughs> of this uh, episode for the podcast. Yes, yeah. Luis is going for the gay and cute again. again. <laughs> uh, when even when we were doing it, like uh, rehearsing and stuff, I was just like. I, I kept saying it was so cute, so mm-hmm. I'm saying it's gonna be cute. <laughs> and so, yeah. like, I, I'm curious because this is just beyond like the topic and like beyond, for example, the success that Damsel has gained in um, in YouTube or, or whatever, right? But this technique, let's call it, of like doing this ultra zoom call, uh, how how was the experience for you? Like, ever since you were writing the script, like, how do you manage to say like, okay, this is going to be a zoom call? Then, like, once this, you guys started recording, how was it, like, because probably you couldn't be in the actual chat, right? If not, like, your screen or your bubble, whatever, it will appear and it will, like, take us out of it. So how was the mm. whole actual shooting for the Damsel 2? Well, so Zoom is pretty, pretty awesome in the way that I can uh kind of click a thing and and just make my my like video whatever go away and so so that we only see um the others in the chat um so i could actually be present in the video chat while they were acting it out and then we and there are different settings where the the image goes back and forth or it just or you just uh um pin as it, as it says pin one of the videos like one of the one of the people and so we recorded um we recorded both having both of them like next to each other and we recorded uh the image going back and forth and we also recorded them one and one like solo and then we just did some some um pickups and stuff um and so zoom has all these features that we needed to to do it so it was very very handy like that um so i just did like some uh, research before to see like how it would work and uh and we did a rehearsal um and yeah i mean the the difficult thing was because you're you know being restricted like that because they can't really move around a lot um and also i can't do anything about the lighting i can't do anything about like production design really like they had to to do a little bit because i was like mm-hmm. we need we need something like that you know um but but you know like it kind of has to be what it is so yeah I, in that sense it's a lot of like letting go of things and just focus on the the scripts and 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 like the uh, just their actions and reactions basically well it also plays out kind of like with the found footage kind of like scenario right where it's like it's it's so legit like it looks legit because it's, it doesn't look like so pristine the image and all this kind of stuff right mm. so it makes it makes it here uh, hit uh, more into home you know when it's like oh yeah so these are two actual people having a zoom call or whatever um, yeah definitely and- it looks very legit like I, I i feel like i'm i'm kind of uh, intruding when i watch it for sure <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice. Uh, and what was it for you, Mercedes? Like going back into the character of Spencer, uh, and, and it's just like if you could describe Spencer uh, as a whole, as a character, you know, because what is um, I know a lot of people, for example, back in BFS uh, in the studio shoots, it's like, oh yeah, it's this character, whatever, you know, it's just this shoot that I'm going to do or whatever. But uh, ever since I watched Damsel you and Rebecca like had like this tension and all this like you, you can see an actual character you know so if you could please describe like a Spencer as a character and like what was it to go back into the role for Damsel 2 um it was actually kind of hard because I was like uh, when I was like kind of putting it through my head I was like wow like I haven't been this character in a year and some months you know it, it was like it was kind of hard But um, I do see a lot of myself in the character Spencer because, like, I, I, like just with what like the script is giving me, it I just felt like oh Spencer seems like she um, makes lists a lot. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's very <laughs> on the ball with things. Um, has a certain schedule and. Um, and I guess, like, I'm kind of like that, too, so sometimes, not all the time, um, but I feel like Spencer is a little more gr girly than I am, but um, it, it, I think it, it was hard trying to get back into it, but once I got back into it, it was, like, done. And what is the, for you, what is the kind of, like, excitement or what is the emotion of, like, Okay, if Damsel 2 goes as well as Damsel 1, let's make a whole series out of this, you know? Like, being pretty much like you're marrying Spencer for a while, if this goes well. So, what is, like, that for you? Um, oh, yeah, like, so, uh, when Luis was saying, like, oh, uh, like, how you were talking to the editor, and how, like, uh, it could be, like, a web series or something, I was just like, honestly, like... That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> like, um, I mean, like, yeah, we might be limited to what we had for the first one, but like, if it happens, it happens. Uh, I guess it depends on the audience, but I'm really down to continue on. And, and so I, I have a question for you, Luis, like, because we're seeing like the prospect of in the future doing like, for example, as we were mentioning, the, the uh, Damsel as a web series, We have seen the success of your work in YouTube. Uh, we still are looking forward for the success of Monster, that I'm pretty sure is going to get it. Uh, and now that, for example, with these LKS, not leaks, LKS films, uh, <laughs> like you have given like a proper branding towards you and your films, is LKS going to be like something that you're going to pursue as an actual production company? as a branding to yourself and that's about it uh what do you like what do you expect from this kind of like brand itself you know oh god i i don't know i honestly because I, i when i when i uploaded the the videos like all of them and uh, a couple of months ago um I felt like I can't, I don't want to go by my own, like, just by my name. Like, I want it to be more than that. Like, I, I don't know. So, it, 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 it took, like, a, a day, and I was like, okay, LKS Films, and I'm gonna make this logo, and I was just like, I, I don't know. Um, so, I haven't gotten that far 
in um, in thinking about like Elkia's films and what I want it to be. Uh, right now, it's just the the YouTube channel, basically. Um, okay. Just just something that will let people know, like it's like this is Elkia, like this is uh, Elkia's film content. Um, but I would love to to make it into something bigger for sure. Um, but I guess only time will tell. Uh, but yeah, right now it it is what it is, and yeah, we'll see. I don't know. And as time keeps going, um, I know this particular thing that you're mentioning. You don't know where LKS is going, but where where is Luis going? Like I know uh, because I, I I keep track. I don't stalk. I keep track. That's the difference. <laughs> uh, and I see that you got a job uh, at the beginning there in Sweden uh, uh, with a production company. Uh, so, what is your scope right now? Are you uh, going to work in the industry in Sweden uh, for a while, or are you going to try to make your own projects uh, as a director? Uh, what What are your ambitions right now? Um, it's a little mixed. So, I I wanna create my own projects. Me and a uh, a very dear friend of mine who I <clears throat> co-produced and co-wrote uh, Have You Seen Her With? And she also wrote Mustard and we also worked on uh, Total Entropy together and uh, some other stuff. Um, we're trying to get funding for a couple of projects. So that's what we're working on right now for the development stage. And uh, um, and other than that, I'm just uh, doing my YouTube channel. I'm going to start doing some more content there that's not fictional, um, because I because fictional content it just takes a while to create, right? So I want to mm -hmm. while while I work on the fictional content, I want to create other stuff that that people can watch um, while they wait for Damsel 2, for example. Um, and uh, but otherwise, uh, this fall I'm gonna work at a uh, a rental house as a like a booker or whatever. I'm gonna work with the customers, making sure they get everything, uh, which is exciting. Uh, I'm really I did it a little bit uh, this spring, and I it was a lot of fun. So yeah, uh, I'm basically gonna do that and do my own stuff on the side. That's that's like the the near future anyway and then we'll see what happens nice uh and what about yeah. you mercedes like uh, I, i'm sorry for my ignorance but i don't know like a lot of roles that you have done in the past or something so ever since you got to do damsel and you start like doing other projects uh what, what has been pretty much like your scope as an actress or what are the roles that you're pursuing at the moment well post-covid or whatever <laughs> well honestly i haven't really done much because of covid um, but like, mo literally all of the stuff I did was at VFS, so, <laughs> but, um, but, like, I am definitely going to be, like, putting myself out there auditioning for student films and all that, like, y you know, just basically being a s struggling actor, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I honestly, I have nothing, like, like destined at the moment i mean obviously like i wanna i have f future goals but not at the moment because i'm just taking day by day 
with COVID, yeah. Just kind of have, yeah, have to go. Like there's a lot of things on pause right now with COVID and everything. Like, it's it's hard to be like, oh, this is what I'm going to do right, right yeah. now. Um, yeah. yeah. Are we going to go one episode of the podcast, Rodrigo, without mentioning COVID? I feel like we won't. <laughs> Well, the because, thing is, like... Because we started the podcast because of COVID, and I think, like, I think nine out of nine episodes, we have at least one COVID mention. Like, it's, it's a constant topic. It's the you, eternal topic. You want, you know what is the fucking problem? It's like, every time we have a guest, like, we want to ask them, so what are you going to do next? Well, due to COVID, like, this is happening. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, well... well I mean... It's COVID. true though. What are you gonna do? Like, COVID is affecting everyone, so it's like, you know. Uh, and like, I I mentioned this to Louise, but like, what a time to graduate. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh my god. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess my signal that we're free from COVID is when we record one of these and we don't mention it. Like, yeah. It's just gone. It's it's not on anyone's mind. It's just past. Hmm. No, it's a thing of the past. Man, but, but like for real, what, what Mercedes is doing is like super important. Because I talked to Fabio, one of the guys that is right now in BFS. And like his whole schedule, like his whole program has been delayed due to this shit. And like mm-hmm. they haven't even done like, I think, not studio shoots, yeah, but like the episodics, like they're not even there yet or something like that. And they don't know mm-hmm. when they're going to be, so... It's just pretty much like this awkward situation where you're stuck in a field program, but you're not doing films. So that's interesting, because writing is back, and they're producing their finals again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have some friends who uh, actually were supposed to graduate in April, and they actually just graduated this week. I I would not be able to take that, Rodrigo. If that happened to us, I would not like that. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh... Bob looked at him and said, oh, you got to stay for another four months here at VFS due to COVID. Like, nope. Nope. <laughs> it's, uh, I signed up for one year. No more, not less. One uh, year. I mean, like, I say, like, oh, I wish it was longer, but, like, I really don't mean it. I'm <laughs> 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 here. I want to be in the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I... Th- Mm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah because like yeah it's time it's time to move on because like vfs is great especially when you have like you're like you don't have a lot of experience you're still like engaged to the ropes but like after that year is done you kind of already like they taught you what you need to know Right? Mm. And like, then you only have restrictions. Yeah, like, what else is there to learn? And then it's good Mm. to lose those restrictions and strike out on your own and do your own thing. And then find two random dudes and make a production company with them and then do a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, for example, for you, Luis, like, I want to dive in and like, you don't have to mention any names or whatever, but. Uh, talking about BFS, like, I-, I know, for example, for me and Arthur, like, we have, like, our own opinions about classmates and classes and general or generations. Uh, but how was, like, how has it been for you, like, seeing some of your uh, classmates or friends 
seeing your success, you know, like seeing that, oh, I got my studio shoot to this amount of people and this kind of stuff. Like, have you received a lot of compliments or like, hey, congrats, Louis, like you're doing great or something? Or do yeah. you think there's still like this saltiness, yellows from people? <laughs> wow. That is a that is a question, yes. We always go into deep. We are the honest podcast. We don't hold back. I I feel like I can definitely answer this truthfully. Um, (laughs) Because everything else has to be truthful. (laughs) No, (laughs) but like I mean, otherwise it could be like, no, it's been you know, it's been like this. You know, I could, I could, I could not mention people and whatever. You know, but yeah, it's actually. Um, like the, the some people have totally congratulated me, and I f- I feel like they've all been very sincere, and it's been very appreciated for me. Um, but that's it, basically. Like th- I have not um felt any saltiness or anything. Um, so so yeah. Nice. It's been some some you know like it, some people message and then more people just like like posts and stuff you know like it's yeah I, I haven't received what I feel any saltiness at all so that's good yeah yeah especially in the freaking internet you know but yeah <laughs> yeah but I, I also like my class was really great like everyone was so so nice and so supportive of each other so I. I wouldn't like think that any of them would be salty to anything, especially like I mean, sure, it's it's quite a lot of views on some of my 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 videos, but but at the same time, like it's in the grand scheme of things, it's also like not a huge deal in a way. I mean, it's a huge deal for me, but also like I mean, I, I don't I, know, I, I, like. It, I mean, as someone that does not have almost a million views on YouTube, I'm gonna say it's a huge deal. You know, maybe just maybe just maybe if I, if I when I reach my million view and I, I'm gonna humble up and eh, you know what? But no. for now, I'm gonna say it's kind of a big deal. That, that no, sounds kind of like just... the like the students that get no. like a, a plus and that kind of stuff. You know, and other people get like C and it's like, well, A plus is not a big deal. You know, it's just like no. it's a it's a letter. No, but I mean, like, when it comes to, like, in the grand scheme of YouTube, because there are videos with billions of views, and, like, you know, so I feel like, I personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be salty about anyone getting any number of views on YouTube that I know, so I don't, I don't think, so that, that, that's why I don't think anyone would be salty about me getting any type of use like i don't know uh maybe maybe that's not the case i don't know but but like i said i haven't noticed any saltiness so i'm just gonna gonna take it as no one is salty so yeah i'm trying to imagine like oh wow louise uh, uh tonight out of views uh, excuse me, I built that set, so I deserve some of those views. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, like, Nobody's Salty is a great statement to close the, the show of today. So, uh, before we go, uh, and just in case, like, somebody else has it, like, I, I usually throw uh, corbels with recommendations for whenever I'm posting. So, if you have, like, any show, part of media, or whatever... 
with an LGBTQ plus character or a creator behind it uh, that you will recommend, uh, go for it. So oh, yeah. God, uh, one. <laughs> I could. <laughs> I have a you, list. <laughs> you can. You can do. I'll give you two. <laughs> You are allowed oh, two shows. <laughs> You're allowed okay, two shows. Okay. Um, amazing. Thank you so much for giving me two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real. Uh, since we talked about animated stuff, um, I would say that Shira on Netflix is amazing when it comes to queer representation and any representation like that show is amazing it's one of my my like favorite animated shows and it's so feel good but also you know tugs on your heartstrings and stuff like oh it's such a good show um it's it's just completed so that's one and then um the second one would be a canadian show called winona earp which is now in like what what is it like a week back with its fourth season uh really great queer representation and just a really awesome show in general so yeah nice mercedes um honestly i'd have to go, uh, agree with uh shira i've seen a little bit of it and i'm like mm, yes um but <laughs> i i that's i i don't really know a lot a lot but um yeah that's that's it <laughs> no, no worries. Uh, it's good to have a backup to that recommendation. Uh, yeah. What about you, Arthur? Um, I, I was going to make a Tiger King joke again, but I'm not. Oh fuck no! <laughs> I, I really considered making another Tiger King joke. I actually, I, I, I spent his last like minute like, do I, do I, do I? No, I'm not. I'm no. actually recommending. No, don't, I'm not. Don't. What if we about watching Tiger King? Yes, that's the other constant topic in our show that never leaves. Yes, don't ruin this episode. Don't but, ruin this episode, please. Uh, <laughs> on, 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 on my past trend of the past like five episodes, where I haven't recommended anything post two thousand and seven, uh, I am going to again. Uh, I mentioned the show earlier in the episode. Um, Always Sunny. It's a super stupid comedy show. But the way it deals with its LGBTQ plus characters, it's just so impressive and so unexpected. Because it's pretty much the whole idea of Always Honey. It's, it's friends. If all of the friends were the worst people in the world that didn't care about each other and super narcissistic and super distant and that. And there's shitty people in general. So you don't really expect much from the show. But the way it deals with these topics, it's, it's just so well done. And again, once you find out that a creator, like again, grew up with two mothers and had to live this life, or and now he's having this huge platform on FX to talk about it and to educate people on it, it's just great. And again, I do not understand the internet's hate for the episode Mac finds his bride. Do not get it. Best episode, and the show is just it, it deals. It's not like not only this character, but all the LGBTQ characters are really well done in the show. On a show that most characters aren't really well done, those characters are. So yeah, I, I would recommend. Nice. Uh, What's your recommendation, Rodrigo? So I want to recommend, I'm going to fuck the name up, but it's called uh, Salvage, uh, or in English, Wild. It's a French movie directed by Camille Vidal-Naquet. It's about a sex male worker. It's a French movie, so it's, you know, experimental. or Well, not experimental, but it has a different pacing than the usual. But it's about a sex metal worker that, like, pretty much throughout the whole movie, he's lunging for love. 
he's like seeking for it and like it's it's, it's kind of tragic kind of like depressing at, at some points but like it, I, I don't know like i really connected with the whole story and the aesthetic as a whole uh so yeah Sa- salvage yeah sorry i'm mexican not french uh, <laughs> uh, yeah so that's about it for this episode of Moose Mike we're really glad to have Luis and Mercedes coming to the show and talk about all these important topics as the LGBTQ representation the films yeah, thanks, guys. and as a whole their success through Damsel and all the content that they're creating as LKS films uh, and hope we can have you guys back for when Damsel 2 is coming out hopefully soon do we have a date? <laughs> Not yet, but it's gonna be before, like, let's say before uh, the summer is over. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so confirmed. Thirty of November, damsel two guys. Uh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> November what? <laughs> no. That's about it. Thank you guys. He's talking about a South American summer. Talk about a South American summer. Oh! <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm talking about Swedish summer here, okay? So it's before the last of August. <laughs> Alright. See you in two weeks in another episode of Moose Mike. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye!